Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, oh, so that's what £2,000 worth of cocaine looks like, and doesn't Matt Lucas look weird with hair? I'm your host for the next half an hour, it's Liam, and sitting opposite me through the powers of the intranet, it's Tobias. Hi people! I don't like it when you say intranet. <laughs> I know, I think it's part of the reason I do it, to watch you flinch. Uh, hello people, hello Liam, how are we? I'm good, mate. How are you getting on? Uh, it's cold and wet and windy today. It That's is. just me. That's not even the weather. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the sun has forsaken us somewhat. Yeah. But it's all right. We can brighten... Bright. <laughs> we can brighten our days by talking about a comedy. <laughs> we we don't, indeed. We've not had a comedy before on the old the film. first one. So yeah. what did we watch? Uh, we watched A Futile and Stupid Gesture. The synopsis. In a life full of triumph and failure, National Lampoon co-founder Doug Kenny built a comedy empire moulding pop culture in the 1970s. Yeah, that's that. I mean, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? That's a baseline. I actually did. Right. And I didn't think I was going to because I really don't think I like Will Forte that much. Okay. I find him quite irritating. Not like his performance because I don't mind the last man on earth and I'm, I've seen him in something else which I didn't hate him in but he's just something I don't like about him and I'm not sure what it is his face he's it got might a be. he's got a smirk all the it, time it might be the smirky face yeah yeah um, I'm not I wasn't expecting to enjoy this film I expected to go in and but considering I really don't know anything about Doug Kenny and um to be honest I don't didn't really know anything about National Lampoons, apart from the fact they released a film called Animal House. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I like biopics and things that tell people stories. So, And actually, I did really enjoy it, and I found it quite interesting. And I, I found the way they filmed it quite clever as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a bit more about National Lampoon, possibly because I'm a bit older than you, to be honest. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's... I've got a few. I've not got Animal House, and I've not got Caddyshack. I've got but, Animal House. Have you? I have, yeah. It's one of those weird uh, ones that I just think I just picked up as a like five for thirty pounds or something, and it was like the fifth one. I was like, well, something random. Yeah, I've got it on DVD somewhere. I have never even. I mean, I've not seen Caddyshack and Animal House. I've seen bits of, but I don't think I've watched it from start to end. I always I've end seen up... Animal House, but I can't remember any of it to be honest with you. Uh, I've got the National Lampoon's Vacation, the European va- all those films. Yeah, uh, and there's, there's other ones I've seen as well, uh, and I do quite like them. Um, but I actually, and what this film is mostly about, I didn't know about the comic-y no, I, magazine honest, side of it. I had completely ignored and forgotten the fact that it was a publish, publishing thing first. Yes, I had. Completely forgotten. So when that is what most of the, it is the about. Most of this film was about them starting their own comedy man- magazine. I was like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. But so, no, it so was it, interesting. So it's Doug Kenny, and that is a, the film's about him, played by Will Forte. But Domhnall Gleeson also pays, plays the other guy who co-founded National Lampoon, Something Henry Beard, yes. Yeah. Uh, I really like Domhnall Gleeson. I see I him do. in a lot of things now, yeah. and I think he's good. Um, I probably agree with you about Will Forte. There is something about him that... And, uh, the me... thing is, it's not his performance, because I will say, in this film, I actually think he was very good. Well... When I told you what this film was going to be, yeah. 
you I think you kind of wasn't sure about Will Forte then and I said yeah but he's not written this he's just playing yeah. and actually that that shows for me because he did he did have a hand in writing Last Man on Earth didn't he I believe so it's not something yeah. I particularly you want. can tell because actually it basically scripts the smirk in a lot it's that yeah. kind of character but no this I really enjoyed his performance actually in this I found because he's playing a real person you have to be a, a little bit grounded even though they even say in it this is not how any of these characters looked no we've, we've changed the story for well, fun there i mean they give it i didn't pause it i didn't make a note of they I give you a it. list of all the things that they've changed for the hell of it <laughs> scrolls over the screen doesn't yeah it? but i mean there are i mean they're referencing a lot of famous people like cherry chase and people mm. like that but obviously it's not those people playing them and there's a lot of people who are known for comedy acting in this it, it's basically time got playing a huge comedy cast. I mentioned it's Matt Lucas in the cast. thing. Yes. We've, so you, Matt Lucas is in it. You've got uh, Joey McHale from obviously for me that's for Community. Yeah. This, Seth uh, Green. It, yeah. Seth Green. Um, I can't name the actress, but she's Nikki in Orange Is the New Black. Hang on. Let me have it because I had it and I <laughs> literally I had it until you mentioned her. I can't remember her name, but when it's when I remember it, I'll just shout it out. Just shout it around <laughs> to me. That's fine. <laughs> Future Liam here. Just thought I'd let you know that actually he doesn't remember and doesn't shout out randomly. But fear not, for I have the information for you. It's Natasha Lyons, who plays Nikki in Orange is the New Black, who plays Anne Beats, the American author. There you go. Back to the podcast. But yeah. no, honestly, the ensemble of this this film mm-hmm. is crazy. Ed Helms there's, is in it. Well. A, yeah, Ed Helms is in it. Now, Ed Helms is interesting because he's actually he was in the last National Lampoon film they made, I think. Who was he? Well, he plays in the National Lampoon series. They've got a son called Rusty, who's just a boy in all of them, except nice. for the new film. It's him, and he takes his family on a vacation, okay. and he's Rusty. So I found it interesting that he was in it. Also, I think so. he may have been one of the producers for the film. Oh. Yeah. I mean. It did have a huge cast, a huge yes. cast from loads of nationalities. I, I like the fact that it basically, it broke the fourth wall. We had your main guy, because I will say, spoilers, I didn't know Doug Kinney was dead. I no. did not know that. Which is funny, if uh, our regular listeners listen back to the end of the previous uh, Manic Film Club, um, when we discuss the fact that we're going to do a comedy next, Liam does say it would be nice to have a film that doesn't have a major death in it. Uh, and this does does have a major death in it, but it's it's very clever because it is narrated by someone playing an old Virgin Doug Kenny. Kenny. And that's the thing, I, because I didn't realise Doug Kenny had died. Yeah. Um, he fell or slipped or jumped off of a cliff. It's questions. Isn't it? it's they don't. That's the point. Nobody knows. Um, yeah. So you, you've got this old version of him, and if you watch Boy Meets World, it's Fina. Mr. Feeney, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. was yeah, playing yeah. him, which I didn't clock until halfway through. Until halfway oh. through, when I realised what was happening, I went, "Wait, you're not Doug. You're not Doug Kinney. What's happening here?" <laughs> um, but I will say, there's a quote in it. They they say at the funeral, which is an actual quote by, um, yes. not Chevy Chase, and I really like the quote. Harold and Reynolds. it, yeah, and it, it's it's that. The funniest people in America are here and no one's laughing. Oh, that's not the quote I thought you were going to say. No, and it's by Chris something. He wrote all the... Yes, Chris Guest. Chris Forgest. 
Um, yeah. Or it might be Miller. It's one of the Christophers. Yeah. Um, he said that the funniest people in America are all here and no one's laughing. And I thought, wow, that's quite a... And that's an actual quote from the actual funeral. Okay. There was a few quotes. There was a quote from Harold Ramis, which is the one I, was, I thought you were going to say. And that was literally... Because they, they say in the film, uh, once he's dead, uh, about the fact that he probably slipped while looking for somewhere to jump. Yeah, another actual quote, yeah. <laughs> yes, and that was Harold Ramis. Uh, and this is the thing. I mean, I think it. this film, I think, would mean more to an American audience. This a start, would be a lot... someone who had literally followed the careers of the Lampoons. Yes, and also more than just National Lampoons, a lot of those actors are part of the Saturday Night Live group. Which it does touch uh, in on. America. Which, yes, which is, I mean, it does, because it's not about that, because Doug Kenny doesn't actually have anything to do with no. the Saturday Night Live. If anything, it's his actors who are being stolen for, for the Saturday Night Live. Which was um, nice to see, because obviously I'm now, I, I'm, I know a lot of Saturday Night Live. I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. I've watched a lot of their live shows over the last couple of years. And I didn't know there was any connection between it. And there is because of the actors and that. Yes, yeah. Crazy amount of people who, who, who were over on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, as you say, it breaks the fourth wall, which I think so far this is the first film that we've watched in the Manic Film Club which has done that. It would have been weird for them to do it in the last film. Yeah, but you never know. You could do a serious one with it. Because there are, I mean, there are serious points to this film, but I don't oh, think yeah. it ever gets too serious. To a no. point, and, and I would say this is possibly that. a bit of a criticism, actually, of the film, but one you have to let go, knowing when it took place, which is mostly the 70s. I would say it's unusual in this day and age for a film to actually glamorise drug taking. That's true. That is true, because there is a lot of... I literally made a joke in the opening about it. Yeah. But uh, it is true. It does glamorise it, but I suppose if that is a key point of his story, you have to. Yes. But it's because it shows now. his headspace, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know if it is that unusual. I mean, you look at a lot I of I think films. it is. Normally... The drug takers in films are shown to have their comeuppance because of it. It's normally, oh, right, yeah. as, you know, normally, even if they have some fun during it, they lose everything because of it. Yeah, and that's true. I what, suppose you could say you, you did because his mind was a bit out there at the end, but it's yeah. not directly because of it, yeah. No, I think that was him generally. Oh, yeah, without... no, I get what you're saying then. I think, you, yeah. I suppose you're right, yeah. Yeah, they do try and kind of make drug the bad guy, don't they? The drug is very much just a side character in this film. Very much. There's so much of it. Played very well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, yeah, very uh, method, I thought. Method. <laughs> method. <laughs> very good. I mean, yeah. I'm impressed by that. That was unintentional, I believe, as well. Oh, yeah, but you know what? It just rolled off the tongue. Um, no, I, I enjoyed the film. I was, I was surprised by how many people were in it, considering that... I follow his career quite closely. I didn't know Matt Lucas was going to be in this film. Mm. And I'm, we're not going to focus on him because he really wasn't a big part of the film. But he was just one of the writers at Lampoon's. Um, I didn't know he was in it. And I do yep. stick by it. He does look weird when he has hair. Really weird. Yeah, but so do you. I mean... Yeah, but I <laughs> <laughs> not very often do I actually have hair. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised. The things I liked the most actually was the dynamic between the main two characters. You know, Beard and Kenny. I, yes. The fact you've got their polar opposites. You've got Kenny, who is this, basically this class clown. He's always joking. One of the first things you see is them at a party where Beard's trying to talk to him seriously. And he goes, yes, but what about this? And then throws the pool cue at a table full of glasses. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then you've got Beard, who's just smoking a pipe the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I didn't realise. I mean, the book I've googled it as well. Um, um, Board of the Rings. Yes. Was their, the first book they ever wrote while they were in in Harvard? That's yeah, pretty cool. It is. Yes. Um, I mean, you could see that definitely together they were destined for a level of greatness. Yeah. Uh, and it is. It said when uh, Doug Kenny is kind of trying to get. Uh, Beard on board for their next venture, as it were. He kind of, kind of says, "Well, I'm the one who puts out this idea, but you're the one who makes it better." Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, and yeah, I mean, it's it's clear that Doug Kenny was untamable. Yeah, 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 he was. He was the, he was a wild card, wasn't he? He, but was. he was also the source of a lot of the humor. Yes, yes, he was. You know, he had the big humor ideas and. Henry Beard, it is Henry, isn't it? I haven't got the name right. Yes, yeah. Henry Beard basically had him on the leash and went, maybe let's change that. That's good, but we can't do it like that. That's offensive, you know. And I like that they did the little uh, montage halfway through of all the people they were offending. Well, the, yes, the, yeah. the publisher would come out and go, Disney are suing us because you've got Minnie Mouse with her breasts out. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Nazi party are suing us. No, no, they're not. That's fan mail. Yes. You know, and I thought, yeah. actually, that's really, really clever. Um, yeah. I do like biographies. I like being able to see inside someone's life and how it works. And obviously, we know it was a, dr- a drama citation. It wasn't accurate at all times. But I like that. No, even even though it didn't ever go super serious, even when you know he had died, there was still comedy there. But like the whole point is, halfway through, he just has a full-on breakdown, and yeah. he just disappears and he ups and leaves, doesn't he? Yes, and I and, like the fact that during that time, he wrote an entire book. That he then just throws in the bin when he gets back because Henry didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> and I that was it. he came back and Henry he went. I've written this book and Henry was like, "Wait, you want me to read this now?" Yes, and he just stands there while he's read the entire book. Yeah, and then he's like, "You hate it." It's like, mm, it's like okay, in the bin. Yeah, but the uh, thing that I like the fact that when they first pitch the idea, they just finished university, and he's on the phone with his parents and they're like, right, what, you, what do you mean you haven't applied for anywhere? What are you going to do next? And the spur of the moment, he's like, "We're going to open a comedy magazine." And Henry's there going, no, we're not. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. It's never going to work. And the thing that he, the sentence that he used that I really liked, and I think it's actually a really good thing to live by within reason, is that when it stops being fun, we'll stop. Yeah. And the point is, Henry did later yeah. on. Our once he'd returned, he does, he does, and they bought the company out. Which, they got they, they got their pay, sorry, from their, their final contract. They got contract. their pay, because actually they, they needed, the person who allowed them to have the magazine, Yeah. Was going to buy them out after the five idea years. Was after five years, there was a buyout at ten times the the profit margin. But the problem was they earned yes. too much money, and he couldn't afford it. It it was it was six mil, because yes. it was three million each. And um, yeah, I he, mean, he didn't expect that. And obviously, they they get the buyout happens, and then Henry's just doesn't even say anything. He just starts packing his stuff and then throwing stuff in the bin, and then just basically comes out, swears at everyone, and says bye. Mm-hmm. Because it's true, he he's held the base. He's he's been holding the the fort while while guest not guest well Kenny's been off doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I mean, it's not the last we see of Henry Beard. No, but, but he does. He takes a major backseat from that point. But yeah, he he he's basically done. Which was a point. shame, actually, because for me, actually, I think he was my favourite character to follow because okay. his reactions to stuff were real but also funny because it was very dead he was the deadpan of the two he was your straight yes. man but for real yes. and he's still he's still alive yes i mean it should be pointed out that doug kenny died at i think 33 
Oh, it was young. Yeah, it was. Uh, which couldn't quite tell because obviously from very early on, it was Will Forte, the entire adult life of it. Well, literally, the, yeah. the, when he when Feeney <laughs> said said the whole thing of this isn't accurate, he was like, you know, and obviously, so he said something, then he went, obviously, I didn't look, oh, he said, not everyone looks like their characters. I didn't look like Will Forte when I was 25. And what, do you believe that Will Forte's 25? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you got Will Forte in the background kind of going, what? <laughs> yeah. I liked all those for, what, those wall breaks. And they didn't yeah. feel forced and it didn't feel like it ruined the plot. It really did help it go along. Yes, because there was something about the film that you could liken to maybe Deadpool nowadays in a way. Yeah. Without the violence. It was self-aware. <laughs> it was self-aware. And the thing I, I liked is... Had- the guy Feeney, who was your narrator, your your old version, if he hadn't died, yes, was the fact that he was aware, but also the people in the scenes with him when he was standing and narrating were aware of him. Mm. It was like he's telling his story, but the the characters he's telling the story about are aware he's there. There's a scene well, he interacted, early on. Yeah, there's a scene early on where he was like, "We had a very sexist nickname for our like re- receptionist lady because yeah. she had big breasts, and we we gave her a nickname because of that." And then he interacts with that character and she, she swears at him. And I thought, that's really clever touch. Yes. She was and very it, nice. I it was, it was a shame that uh, <laughs> I liked her. <laughs> she wasn't a main, though, was she? What do you mean a main? She wasn't one of the main characters. She wasn't in it loads. She was one of the main characters. She wasn't in it loads, though. No, but he, she was like his not-wife girlfriend. Well, she was the reason his first marriage broke down. Yeah. No, that one. No, that one, the one you're talking about, I'm pretty sure was the one who was the marriage that broke down. You're talking about. No, Marshmallows is what the nickname was, the receptionist lady woman. Yeah, but that was the wife. No, his actual wife. His actual wife was... um, Not not the one later, played by... No, the first wife. The first wife wasn't Marshmallows. I thought it was Alex. No. It wasn't Alex, Marshmallows. No, she was a woman who just worked in the office. I'm having to have a look because I thought, because no. yes, he had. I know he had an affair with the whoever she was in the office. Yeah, but I didn't think that was Marshmallows. I thought Alex was Marshmallows. Marshmallows is Mary Marshmallows, played by L.V. Yost. Oh, I got confused. I got very <laughs> confused by that. I thought Marshmallows was the wife. No, because the whole the whole thing was he was with Marshmallows, and. The problem is they did the thing that the Saw films did, where they had a lot of similar-looking characters. Right, there was a couple, a couple of the females were very similar-looking females. So I get that mixed up. Oh well, okay, fair enough. Well, I got something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> That's happened eventually. Well, yeah. that's normally my turf. You see, it doesn't. Uh, you see, I'm getting confused because I've now found the thing, and that's still. I still thought that the woman that I'm looking at was Marshmallows. I still thought that was the wife. <laughs> no, no. Um, what was I say? But no, the way it was filmed, the actual like cinematography of it all, I thought was quite impressive because it followed it here like a normal film, but then it would pan out to your narrator, and I, I just found the flow of it quite quite good. Actually, it didn't feel like it was a long film. I mean, how long was it? Uh, it wasn't, it was one of the shorter ones. I think it's like one hour 40 or something. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. But I'm going to have a slight disagreement with you here. Oh really? Um, I did feel the length. There was, I, I enjoyed the first half, 
well, I'd say half, and I got it back to the end. But there was like a midpoint where I kind of lost interest a little bit. Really? It kind of felt a little bit, it kind of, I, it wasn't keeping my attention fully. Do you know what might have assisted me? What? I watched the last half an hour separately. You do that more often than you should. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an intentional thing. Um, but I started watching once the kids went to bed, and then I had that thing which we're going to have in a minute where Amanda came home from work, so I had to pause it. And then right. we had our house issue, which started last night, and then... Your house issue? Amanda brought a, a, cat, a cat home last night. <laughs> <laughs> on her way home from work, she honestly, I was sitting on, on the sofa, which is under the stairs, and the door's the other side of the stairs. We've got slatted stairs, so I can see the door open, but it's just a silhouette coming through the door. And all I heard was, please don't be angry. And I was like, whoa, what's happened here? And she had this cat in her arms. Basically, she found this stray cat that had looked like it had been hit by a car. Right. And um, so we gave it some food and stuff. But I paused it when she came in, because I was going to say hello to her and then basically carry on with the film. But it ended up being about two and a half hours until I got back to the telly. Right, so you refresh. So there, there was a yeah. So actually, you know what? That if I'd watched it as a block, maybe. Yeah. See, I always watch the films as a block because that's yeah. how we obviously. I try you to. In the I cinema. try to. The only one uh, I did think, honestly was the basketball one because I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say that whilst I enjoyed a lot of humour in it, it as, isn't necessarily all my humour. Some of it was just too silly in places. Yeah. Uh, but obviously that's. That's National Lampoon. It is. You know what? It's very. It's a very. Sorry, I'm going to cough again. <coughs> yeah, it's a very potty mouth humour. I think it's of the seventies. I think it's very much. Very uh, much so. It's but of its time. You can tell that when he tries to write more later. Yeah. And actually, some of the humour doesn't carry, mm. even then. Yeah. Uh, but no, there's a lot of potty humour. I mean, the radio show they do shows that their humour is very potty and I'm surprised they got it on the radio. But um I did enjoy the film. Yeah. I there were there I guess there were elements I didn't like. I'm not a huge fan of, of cocaine myself, you know. <laughs> I'm more of a meth man. Yeah. Um but it was all done very well. I mean I don't know a lot of the the, the comedy icons well enough to to go, was that accurate, was that not accurate? Because they were basically well, I, characters. I can of... tell you something that happened because uh, Joel McHale yeah. plays Chevy Chase. Yeah. And actually, when he got the role, rang up Chevy Chase to oh, say, and... the movie? Yes, exactly. So, they're like, they're friends. Yeah. So, uh, Chevy actually basically told him everything from his point of view that actually went on through that time. So, Joel McHale that's, had that information. Isn't it? The thing part. I like that you brought into it from real life was the fact that every time uh, Chevy Chase saw um uh, kenny he would fall over or trip over something he'd oh, throw yeah. himself to the ground did you not notice every time oh. he chevy chase threw himself to the ground a lot in that film he'd fall to the floor like he was tripping over something when they went to when chevy chase and kenny went back to his parents house mm. and he knocked all the glasses off he fell into it yeah 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 he, that, he yeah. made when they went to the snl party he made a point of saying this is something that chevy chase does every time he meets me and i remember that's true, definitely true, because I'd heard it from something else, from an interview from, to do with Chevy Chase, that he did throw himself to ground when he met people. It was a thing he did. It was like okay. his personal bit for himself. Yeah, 
Fair enough. Why so um, I can't say how accurate they were because a lot of them were caricatures of their people, but not yes, offensive were. characters. They were like, like obviously Belushi was in it. Um, I like the scene where they where he went to watch Aeroplane. Yes. And he came out and he was angry. And she went, but that's a funny film. He went, yes, but everyone's going to like that and not my <laughs> film. And I was like, you know, as people who tour doing shows. I understand it's that. It's like, completely. yeah, okay, I completely yeah, get that. But um, yeah. no, I, I didn't do the film. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything outright I hated. I guess if I'd watched it as a whole block, maybe the pacing would have fin- felt a bit, a bit much. What do you actually think about the direction itself? Do you know what? I was going to say that I can't, I can't tell you because it was so hectic, but I actually think that's probably a nod to the direction. Yeah. If if it was intentional to make it as hectic as it was, very well done. Yeah. Because actually, the whole point is, from the moment they've got an office full of writers, that place is like a madhouse. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's people doing their own thing, and it it was hectic and if that was a a creative decision to make that hectic or if it just ended up being messy if it was the first option i think very well done definitely i actually don't think it was it was hectic but i don't think it was messy because i think no no that's what was I think, a, yeah I mean, if you hadn't planned it to be hectic if it just turned yes. out like that yeah but i liked that i thought it it kind of summarized the national lampoons up quite well yeah of their energy of being a bit off the cusp and just choosing what they want to do mm mm-hmm. mhm Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, I, my opinion on Will Forte hasn't changed. I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Will Forte, but I can see how, in the right role, he's he's okay. Yeah, but I think well, we both not agree. a shining review. We prefer Domhnall Gleeson. I do like Do Gleeson. Yeah. I mean, my my point of reference is this: obviously, Star Wars and Peter Rabbit. I haven't seen Peter Rabbit. No, I mean, I have seen Peter Rabbit. I took my daughter to see it at the cinema, and he's okay in it. Okay. He plays the he plays the son of like the dude who owns the cottage where the rabbits. I was going to say he's a real person. He's not like voicing a rabbit. No, no, he I... he he. Spoilers for the Peter Rabbit movie. <laughs> um, the whole point is Mr. McGregor who owns the house where they all eat yeah. the food out. He he dies early on. It's the whole point is he has a heart attack and all the animals are like yes it's free food and the whole point is it gets given to his grand his grandson who is Donald Gleeson who is exactly the same comes in is like no but actually he was really good in it. Isn't he in Harry Potter? He might be. Is he not one of the Weasleys? Is he not like the eldest Weasley? I honestly couldn't tell you. Because to be honest, he's he's very much like Oscar Isaac for me. He he could have been everywhere, but he wasn't on my radar. So I haven't looked out for him until recently. All right, fair enough. Future Liam here again. Tobias is correct. Domhnall Gleeson played Bill Weasley in Harry Potter. In fact, several of the Harry Potter films. I feel embarrassed I didn't know that. Oh well. Back to the podcast. But no, for me, he is the one to watch in this film. Because I think his portrayal of Henry Beard is very good. I like the straight lace edge of it. And I I found it... If anything, it was the thing that kept pushing me through. The scenes that might have been a bit slow. I found his dry humour very helpful. Yes, I agree. I mean, I don't think there's much else we can really talk about it. There isn't. <laughs> just trying to think if there's any points because obviously, I because we, of don't, the we don't want to get bogged down stuff in, in the house. Plot. I haven't made notes. It's all right um, because this is the thing. You are the chief note taker. Yeah. Um, but I'm the one who watches it all in one go. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, reckon, I, I say I do. I stick by that. If you are an avid follower and fan of National Lampoon's career, this will have another level to it. But unlike High Flying Bird. 
you didn't have to have an interest to fully understand the film at all. No, it explains it all very yeah. well. I, I, mean, know, I would actually say, despite the fact I've seen Animal House, I know nothing about National Lampoons, really. I uh, wouldn't no. say it, my knowledge. I didn't I know, know the backstory at all. No. I could t- tell you the, for that film, and I could have probably got to Caddyshack eventually, but I know nothing about the film. But actually, if you know nothing about National Lampoons, this is still worth a watch, I think. Because it, it is an interesting film, and there's enough information in there to keep you going. If you're going to watch it, watch it. If only just for all the celebrity cameos who are playing other people. Like if you like Brooklyn Nine Nine, Boy- Sergeant Boyle's in there. Detective Boyle's in there. He plays the guy who buys the film mm-hmm. and throws a hissy fit. I think it's de- it's definitely worth watch for that for that element. Anything yeah. else you'd like to cover? Not not cover. No, I, I guess we're coming up to the the conclusions, aren't we? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. If there is anything else, because it's always well, I don't want to lose it. Well, we've talked about cast, we've talked yeah. about direction. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about sound, I don't know about music for sound it. Sound wasn't really. Plots. Plots fine, but it is a biography. Yeah, so the plot's already written, really. Uh, I think it's a well presented biography uh, yeah. for, for the person. Yeah. You, you, you couldn't what? give this thought for someone else. It's, it's if, very if much we, for him. To comment on the plot, yeah. I think they made the right creative choice to change little elements. As as we've said, they they changed how people looked because of they wanted the actors. They changed little elements of the story for entertainment purposes. I think they made the right choice. One negative that I did see written okay. down uh, in the receptions was when you see that he's died, Yeah, they show his shoes and his glasses on a rock. Yeah. And they say that makes it a bit more suicide, but that yes. was never proven. Yes, actually, that's that true. That's I will say, actually, I found the death very sudden. Yes. Having not known anything about him, yes. he, it was very. So if you know his story, you know that he died at that point. He drives up to the cliff, and there is the sign of the, the cliff name. And I suppose that would have been like, oh, wow, that's happening now. But yeah. it was very sudden. And then it was like funeral. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, he's dead. Okay. But okay, yeah. I suppose with nothing else to say, here at the Manic Film Club, we don't rate the films like the more classic things like Rotten Tomatoes, which I can't give you a score of today. Um, we simply rate it a hit or a miss. A hit is generally works out, did we like the film? Did we enjoy the film? Would we suggest it to other people? Would we re-watch it? And a miss is self-explanatory, pretty much. Yeah. So, Tobias, I'm going to ask you first. Hit or miss? It is a soft hit because I enjoyed it, but I have no need to watch it ever again. And unless I found out that you were a particular fan of National Lampoon, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. For me, there wouldn't be a point to it, really. Okay. I will, despite my opinion, I was actually verging on a soft miss. Really? We've not had a soft miss before. But I'm not. I'm going to okay. actually soft hit it with you. It's the first time I have soft hit. You have. Um, because I actually fully agree with your opinion. Yeah. And yeah. the reason I was going to soft miss it is because I, I have no need to watch this film again. No. To be honest, I, it's not, I wouldn't suggest it to my partner. She, there's no need for her to watch this film. If no. she'd sat and watched it with me, she might have enjoyed bits of it. But yeah. she, would, she would have definitely felt a pacing issue with even how, what I watched. Because um, I think it's not enough for her. It's not her topic. No. But the fact is, I've already mentioned this film to someone today. Oh, okay. 
when I, I spoke to my mum and I, I said, said about a film I watched last night and I said, actually, I think dad would enjoy this because my dad's very much classic that style comedy. And that's its saving grace for me. The fact that I have suggested it to someone already. You see, uh, as I say, if I don't know. Well, let's let's be honest. In in our friend group, I'm basically the oldest one. <laughs> and more, John more. might watch it. See, I, yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's, he's the only one I could see because yeah. he's, a, he's a slightly older age. But no, the saving grace is the fact that I have today mentioned it. If I hadn't had that phone call where I said, actually, I watched a film, Dad might like it because it's National Lampoons. Yeah. I probably would have soft missed it. Yeah. But the fact is, I can't rightly soft miss it because I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike the film. I liked the film and I have suggested it to someone. Well, for me, it was a little bit the other way around in that I... I do like what I've seen of National Lampoon generally, but so I, well, I kind of was looking forward to it, but now I've seen it, I've seen it, that's it, you yeah. know, I'm done. I mean, really. I can say I will probably never watch this film again. I haven't. I most, probably won't. Most of these films, like Triple Frontier that we watched last time, I could see myself maybe re-watching at some point. I enjoyed the film. So far, out of the films that we've reviewed, I think I Am Mother is the most likely that I would watch a film again. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I can see myself out of all of them probably rewatching um, Private Life just because I think Amanda would like that film because of its topic. Yeah. So I could see myself rewatching because I did suggest her she she watched it at some point. Yeah. But this makes that makes this the first official soft hit. It's the first official one. Yeah. Both soft hit of this film. I mean, obviously, uh, when this goes live, I will put up a poll on our Twitter. Uh, where I will ask you guys whether you give it a hit or miss. I will say, last uh, week's Triple Frontier, it was indeterminable. It was equal, 50-50, hit and miss. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's not like maths where you always round it up, so we assume it was a hit. <laughs> no, no, it was just like, that's okay, ruined it. That is, uh, that's awkward, isn't it? Maybe we should manic, just do it yeah. again until they answer. <laughs> no, I think we'll move on to the new one. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, to us, we'll put a poll out to see what you want. You guys think of it, really. Yeah. Did you think it was a hit? Did you think it was a miss? If there was any points to do with the film you think we should have mentioned, let us know on Twitter, which is at the manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important. Now, Tobias, what are we going to watch next? Next time on the Filmic... Filmic? Next Filmic. time on the Manic Film Filmic. World, we will be reviewing Velvet Buzzsaw, a feared critic... An icy gallery owner and an ambitious assistant snap up a recently deceased artist's stash of paintings with dire consequences. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo and Zoe Ashton, directed by Dan Gilroy. Yeah, and it's a it's thriller a, it's a drama. It's a big film. I mean, it's one of the ones that before we did this, I'd heard of. Yes, I had. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was when it came to Netflix, I'm pretty sure there was quite a big introduction for it. I'm pretty but, sure it was, it was on that big title card on the front page. Maybe, maybe. Um, I don't get one of those because I watch it on my TV. There's no big, big. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, so it's a it's a serious film, yeah. It's a thriller and drama. Okay. So I don't think it's a. It's, there's no comedy reference. What's the age rating on it? Do you know what the age rating is? Is it an eighteen? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. All right then. And that all... last year. Last year. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite re- re- relevant. I can't talk. <laughs> it's quite a, a mod. Oh, let me try that again. Recent? Do you mean recent? Recent, yeah. It's quite a recent film. Yeah. <laughs> Talking's not my thing today. Uh, and it's good for a podcast. If you do want to watch along, that'll be out on Wednesday, the 24th of June. 
Really? Shalom, yeah. Good this episode will, should have been out on the 10th, which is the coming Wednesday. So should. 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 <laughs> should have, would have, could have. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if you have enjoyed this episode, don't forget, you can always like it. You can comment on it. If you're listening to it on our SoundCloud, you can comment on it. And I believe you can rate it if you listen to it on iTunes. So that'd be nice to get some more ratings on there. And if you did really like it, we'd muchly appreciate it if you subscribed slash followed. Always good to see that support. Yes, please. Other than that, I think it's time to say goodbye. All right, then. Bye. <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> and most importantly, stay manic. <laughs>